Parshas Truma begins the Parshas which describe to us in detail the construction of the Mishkan. And right at the beginning in Parshas Truma, HaKadosh Baruch Hu outlines to us what are the building materials we need for a Mishkan. And what Klai Yisrael are asked to contribute in order to be able to, be able to build a Mishkan. And therefore, if we look at the list of the materials used in building a Mishkan, so we see that the list talks about what was necessary in the construction of the Mishkan. The gold, the silver, the copper were used for the kelim. The various types of walls were used for the coverings. The wood was used for the walls. Similarly, the Avnei Shem and Avnei Miluim were made, meant for the, for the Big Day Kahuna. And therefore we see the, all the things necessary to build a Mishkan. When it came to operating the Mishkan, to running the Mishkan, well then there would be a different list of requirements. We would need animals for the Karbanas. We would need flour for the Menachas. We would need wine for the Nesachim. And we don't find those things are brought on the list here when we understand. Because right now, Klaish are focused on building the Mishkan. And if that's the case, what's necessary right now are the building materials. But if that's the case, we have a question. If you look at the list carefully, we find two things which seem to be out of place. The one is the Shem and Lamar, the oil for the Menorah, and the Basamim for the Kteris. The Menorah and the Kteris weren't part of building the Mishkan. The Menorah and the Kteris were part of running the Mishkan. And if that's the case, if right now our list is limited to what was necessary for the construction, so the Shemin for the Menorah shouldn't be on that list. And if actually we're trying to give an all-encompassing list of everything which would be used for the Mishkan, including what was necessary for the operation of the Mishkan, then we should include the Karbanas. We should include the Mincha. We should include the, 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 other, the other requirements which were necessary in order to do the Avodah. So the Rishonim asked, why was, why was the Shemin and why was the Kteris put on the list at this stage? It might seem like a small diuk. But really, there's a big principle for us to understand over here. I'm going to start with an observation. And that is, what was the primary function of the Mishka? So we see the Apostle says, The function of the Mishkan was to create a place in which the Shekhinah would be welcome, in which HaKadosh Baruch would reside, so to speak. And therefore, the direction of everything done in the Mishkan was in order to create a place for the Shekhinah to reside. Now we know that there were certain avoiders which were unique to the Mishkan or to the base of Mikdash. On the other hand, we know there are certain avoiders which they did in the base of Mikdash 
which, when there wasn't a base of Mikdash, could be done outside the base of Mikdash as well. And the most obvious example of that is the Karbanas. On the one hand, the Karbanas were a major feature of the avoid of the base of Mikdash, but we know that before the Mishkan was, was built, or in the years between the Mishkan's destruction and the building of the base of Mikdash, so a person could bring a carbon in other places as well. On any private Mizbeach called the Bama, a person could bring carbonus. And therefore, while the carbonus were a major feature of the Mishkan or the Beis HaMikdash when it stood, they weren't limited only to the Beis HaMikdash. People could bring carbonus even on a Bama, even on a private Mizbeach, when there wasn't a commune of Mishkan before the Mishkan had been, had been built. Whereas, let's look at the other avoiders which were done in the Beis HaMikdash and decide if we have any example of those avoiders being done also outside the Beis HaMikdash. So besides the avoider of the Karbanas, we know there were three more the types of service that they did in the Mishkan. The Karbanas were done on the outside Mizbech, were brought on the outside Mizbech, and like we saw, they could be brought in other Mizbechs as well. And the other three avoiders were lighting the menorah, the Lechem Aponim, which on the Shulchan, and the Kteris on the inside Mizbech, on the gold Mizbech. Out of those three, we find a fascinating proof to the fact that the lechem upon him, the bread of the shulchan, wasn't limited only to being brought in the Mishkan or in the Vesemikdash. It could be brought in the lack of a Vesemikdash or a Mishkan by a private, so to speak, shulchan as well. And what's the proof of that? In Shmuel, the Navi tells us the story of David's flight from King Shaul. was at a stage when Shaul decided that David was a threat and was trying to kill him, and David fled for his life. And David had no food. And therefore, he runs to Nov, the city of the Kohanim. And he tells the Kohen Gadol that he's starving. Maybe even to the extent that it was Pekach Nefesh. And he asks what food the Kohen can give him. And the coin says the only food he has is the bread from the Lechem Apanim, which normally shouldn't be given to a non coin And David feels that because it's a situation of Sakonis Nefashis, he's dangerously uh, hungry. If he hasn't gone, not going to eat, he might, he might collapse. And therefore he, just, he, he eats the bread of the Lechem Apanim. And here we see that Lechem Apanim was brought outside the Mishkan. Novi Rakonim was a private Mizbech. It was after the destruction of Shiloh and before the building of Yerushalayim. And yet there was Lechem Apani. So we find Karbanus could be brought outside the Mishkan. Similarly, Lechem Aponim could be brought outside the Mishkan. But we don't find anywhere that they would light the menorah outside an official, outside the menorah of the base of the Mishkan or bring Kateris anywhere else. If that's the case, we need to ask the question, what differentiates the avoid of the Korbanus, or the avoid of the Lechem upon him, 
which could be brought outside the Mishkan as well. So the avoid of the Menorah and the avoid of the Ketaris, which were only done in the, in the Mishkan or in the Beis HaMikdash. And this brings us to a big principle. And that is, we know that, what, that the, the idea of building a Mishkan was in order to create a place where the Shekhinah would reside. Now, there were some avoiders that the functional avoider was to make the, to prepare the place for the Shekhinah to reside. But there were some avoiders that worked differently. And that is, once the Shekhinah is here, so then this becomes the Makam to the avoider. So for example, the idea of the Karbanas is a way for us to bring down a certain shefa of bracha from Shemai. And if that's the case, in the place where the Shechina is, so then that's the place where we bring, we can have this tool of bringing Karbanas in order to access that shefa and to bring it down. Like the past, it says, Any place where Hashem's name is mentioned, He will come to us and bless us. And therefore the Karbanas were there to bring down the Shef of Kapara, if it was a sin offering, or a Shef of Ratzon, or a Shef of whatever people would need. And it wasn't limited to the base of Mikdash only. When there wasn't a Mishkan or base of Mikdash, so then the ability to bring Karbanas and, and, so to speak, try to connect to that source of Shefa could exist in other ways as well. When there was a Mishkan of Beis HaMikdash, so of course, the place where the Shekhinah is becomes a place where a person has to bring Karbanas in order, in order to achieve or to receive whatever they're meant to, the, the Karbanas are meant to do for them. In a similar vein, the idea of the Lechem Aponim, you know, with 12 loaves of bread, that became the, so to speak, the point through which the 12 Shvatim got the Parnasa. We know that the Lechem Aponim was a simon for food, a simon for wealth even. And if that's the case, that became the symbol of the Shefa, the divine flow of Parnasa, of sustenance which came down to Jewish people. And therefore that too was something which we did in the Mishkan because that's where the Shekhinah is. So that's where we try to access that flow of Bracha. But in the absence of a Beis HaMikdash or a Mishkan, that could be done elsewhere too. And therefore the, the Avodah of the Mizbeach and the Avodah of the Shulchan were really Klai Yisrael's ways of, so to speak, of creating a channel to receive from HaKadosh Baruch. But on the other hand, the Avodah of the Menorah and the Avodah of the Keteris are different. The Avodah of the Menorah and the Avodah of the Keteris weren't there to create the channel for us to receive. They came for a different purpose. And they came in order to make the Mishkan into a place of Hashras HaShchinah. Into a place where the Shekhinah would reside. Let's start with the Menorah. On the Pasuk, Mishkan, Mishkan Eidos, so Chazal bring that the Mishkan was Eidos. It gave testimony. And what was the testimony it gave? That the Shekhinah is Shaira in Yisrael. 
that the Shekhinah resides in the Mishkan. What was the proof? That even though only a fixed amount of oil was placed in each of the cups of the menorah, the Maisa had burned for much longer than that. Unnaturally, miraculously. And therefore, that was a proof that, is, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shekhinah is here, while the menorah is burning for longer than it naturally would have. Not because Hashem needs the light, like I said before. That became a symbol that the Shekhinah is here. And therefore the Avoidah of the Menorah is the Avoidah of symbolizing the Shekhinah sharing Kalisra. And the Avoidah of the Keteris. The Avoidah of the Keteris came, it's like, we, like uh, the Ramban right at the end of Ayesha's Tetzaveh, the Avoidah of the Keteris was Kvod Shemayim. Brought about Kvod Shemayim. And therefore in a place where the Shekhinah was, so the bringing the Keteris is a way of, so to speak, bringing the, that Kvod Shemayim to a place where the Shekhinah would manifest itself. Like we see in Yom Kippur. When Aaron HaKoyen went into the Kodesh HaKadosh, he brought the Keteris. Why? Because Kibbonon Neroi like a forest. In the cloud of the Keteris, that's where the Shekhinah appeared. And therefore the way to approach the Kodesh HaKadoshim was with Keteris. And now we understand the difference. Avoida, which is focused on people creating a channel to receive bracha, could exist outside the Mishkan too. The Korbanos, or even the Lechem upon him, weren't restricted to the Mishkan. But Avoida, which is there, as either the means of bringing or of demonstrating the Ashura that's something which only exists in a place where there's Ashura Sashchina. And that's only in the Mishkan or in the Beis HaMikdash. But outside of those two locations, when there isn't a Ashura Sashchina, so then we don't have those avoiders. And if that's the base, we can go back now and answer our first question. And we asked if, with the Torah is telling us at the beginning of Parshish Truma, is the list of the materials necessary to build the Mishkan, why does it bring the Shaman and the Katerus? Where it doesn't bring the Korbanos or the flower for the Echam And the answer is because what Parshish Truma is talking about is the way to create the Mishkan of Ashura Sashchina. But also the Mikdash V'Shachanti V'Seichem. This is the way to create the Mishkan as a place where the Shekhan is going to reside. And therefore the Torah doesn't just give us the building materials. The Torah tells us those things that are necessary to create a Makkah for the Shekhan and that includes lighting the Menorah and bringing the Kataris. But it doesn't bring the Karbanis. It doesn't talk about the Lechem upon him. Because those things are for us to use the Mikdash as a place where we can access Shefa, those aren't a requirement for the Ashura Shekhinah. Whereas those things which are a requirement for the Shekhinah to rest, it's not just the building had to be built the right way and the Kalim had to be fashioned the way they were meant to be for, for the Shekhinah to rest. It also needed the Menorah and the Kataris as, this, as the Avoidus which would bring the Shekhinah, which would symbolize the Shekhinah is here. And therefore, when the Torah is talking about how to make a Mishkan of Ashra Sashkhina, that becomes the integral part of the Mishkan too. That's maybe a nice Chiddush on the parasha.
let's make it something practical to ourselves as well. We know that today, unfortunately, we don't have the avoider because we don't have the base of Mikdash. But we know that in place of the avoider, we have the we have our tefillah. And if we look at our tefillah, our tefillah is made up of three parts. Ashman Esra is three sections. There's the beginning of Shemona which the Gemara says is three brachas of praise. There's the middle part of Shemona which is all our requests. And then there's the last point of Shemona We ask Hashem to accept our Avoida and we thank Him. And it's halachic significance for the first three brachas, for the middle brachas, for the last three brachas, and so to speak, three different elements, three different sections of the Tvila. And if you're going to go back now and relate the tefillah, which is our Avodah Hashem today, to our Avodah Hashem which was, so you'll see an amazing thing. The Gemara tells us the order of the Avodah. The order of the Avodah Hashem was in the morning, the first was the Atavas Chomesh Neris, they would light five of the Neris of the Menorah, then they would bring the blood of the carbon Tamid, then they would go back and do the Kataris. What's the significance of that order? We start with the Menorah, then the carbon, and then the Kataris. So we think about it for a second. That's the order of Ashwana Esretu. Because like we said, the Menorah's function in the Basim Mikdash was the Eidus of the Shekhinah Yishayra. That that was a symbol, the Shekhinah is here. The Menorah is burning. And that was something visible in a, in a stage, in an age of miracles, when people could see that. We don't have a Mishkan anymore, or a Beis Amikdash, where the Shekhinah is in that location. But what we do know, is that in, when we dive in Shemona Esrei, the Shekhinah is there. That's the halacha. The person has to stand in front of the king. He has to lower his eyes because the Shekhinah is in front of him. One's not allowed to walk in front of a person in Shemona Esrei because... They're interfering, so to speak, in the in the place of the Shekhinah. And therefore, the starting point of Shemona Esra for us too is the awareness the Shekhinah is here. We're standing in front of Hashem. And therefore, the first three brachas of Shemona Esra are what we call brachas of recognizing that Kodesh Baruch Hu is here. Acknowledging that we're standing in front of Him. We talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness and that we have the opportunity to stand in front of him in Daphne. That's the first part of Shemana It's the acknowledgement, the awareness that we're standing in front of Hashem. That will be similar to the Shemin of the Beis HaMikdash. To the oil which signaled, symbolized that the Shekhinah is there. The second part of Shemana is a request. That's like the Karbonus. Just like a, a carbon came for, for people, so to speak, to achieve what they needed to achieve, to ask for what they wanted to ask for. So that's what we have the middle part of Shemana To state all our requests and ask the Kodesh Baruch for everything we need. And then we get to the last part of Shemana And that is, that it should be a Kvot Shemai. That Tvila should be accepted as a Vaida. That it should entitle us to see the building of the Beis Hamidash once again. That we can see all the Ches Hashem has done for us 
and use it as a source of a car setup. That's connected the Kvot Shemayim which has come out of Adavani. And that's connected the Gutteris. That's connected the Gutteris. The Mepharshim will ask the question why the Pasha of the, the, the Mizbech Akteris was brought right at the end of Pasha's Tetzave. And not when, with all the other Kalim which were discussed at the beginning of Pasha's Truma. The, the logical place for it should have been after discussed the Arna Kodesh and the Menorah and the Shulchan, we should have brought the, the, the Mizbech Azov then, and the, and the, the, the Mizbech Vagatarius then. Why only after detailing everything of how the Mishkan was built, and the Begotten of the Kohen Gadol, and how they set up the Mishkan, and what the Avodah was meant to be, then at the end, the end of the Tzavah, it comes back to the Pasha of Vagatarius, and the Mizbech of Vagatarius. And the answer the Mephoshim say is, because the Vagatarius is there, as a means to, so to speak, provide Kvad Shemayim. After everything is built, and after the Mishkan is functional, so that we can bring the Kteris as a way to provide that, that onon, that cloud, that Nachas Ruch to Hashem through which Hashem will come down. And that's what has to come at the end. And that's the idea of Ashman Esrei too. After having acknowledged that we're standing in Hashem's presence when we die, after having brought our carbon, so to speak, and ask HaKadosh Baruch for everything we need, then we conclude with that awareness. HaKadosh Baruch you should accept that filler. It should be a source of Kvot Shemayim. That's our Kateris. And therefore we have both, we have an outfit of both of those things too. We have the connection to the Karbanus in our requests. We have a connection to the avoid of the Menorah. And the avoid of the Kateris which was the virus that the, which brought the Shechina. In Ashman Esra too, when we have this opportunity in the Shechus to be standing in front of the Shechina, so we also need the first part to be connected to the Menorah, our awareness that, we, that, that the Shechina is here, and to finish with the Bakasha, the request, that our virus should be a Nachas Ruch, should bring Kvot Shemayim. And that's the... That's symbolism, the comparison to the word of the Besamekdash, which began with the Menorah, then the Karbanus, and then the Kteris. We finished one last idea. There's one time in Shemana Esrei where we talk about life. And that's in Simshalan. We ask for, among the other brachas, we ask Hashem for his L'chaim. And we say, because Kibar Panecha. When you show us favor, Hashem, then you give us Torah's Chaim. Let's talk of Bracha Barachim Vachaim. The Or Panecha, so to speak, the Hashem's favor, that's the, also part of the Kvod Shemayim we wanted to achieve in Davini. That's part of the avoid of the Kateris. And that's how we know about the Kateris too. It will drive away the Malachamavis. Something which is causes Hashem's Ratzon, the Or Panecha, then with that comes Chaim. It comes life. That was also the Kteris was a symbol of Chaim, or something which would provide life and would stand against the Malach Amavis, which would be the contradiction to that. Anyway, what we've learned that the point of the Mishkan was twofold. It enabled us to dive, to bring Karbanus and to ask the Kaddish Baruch what we needed, but also enabled us to create an atmosphere and a place where the Shekhinah would reside. And for that we needed the shaman and we needed the Kteris. 
We're learning today. At Tefillah gives us both options. It gives us the option to daven for what we want and ask Hashem to give us things. But it also gives us the option to focus on our opportunity when we're davening, that that's created a virtual space where the Shekhinah resides.